What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. And a very good morning and welcome to the studio. Natalie Nichols, a child, I was going to read my notes here, children's learning specialist, <laughs> specific learning difficulties consultant. <laughs> I got the whole lot in today. That's it. <laughs> Is that the official title? You're doing a good job, Mike. <laughs> I, tick, I, tick. I couldn't remember that. I had to read it. Uh, good to have you back in. Thank you for having me in. We're going to continue. We st- we uh, we were talking last fortnight about uh, using everyday experiences to teach our kids. We'll continue mm-hmm. on today. Yeah, so sounds much, good. So much to unpack. There is, there is. And uh, three things, or oh, is that right? We're going to well, look I'm at... always liking my three things now. You'd so kind of like to have three things... things people can remember, you see. I... Go with three. Remember we talked about that before? We can... Sit with three things we can remember them. I remember (laughs) back after this. Going to keep it really easy to understand today, aren't we? Three three things. Three. I like it. And we're going to do a review too. Okay, a review. review. Oh, nice. (laughs) Reviews are good. I like reviews. Where where did we finish off last fortnight? Because you're going to have to refresh my memory after all the people I've spoken to. (laughs) We need to focus on your learning, (laughs) Mark. I do. I do need to improve that. All right, so um, we talked about having a series on being able to use those everyday experiences and how um, parents can underestimate the power of learning experiences and the things that they do have to provide for their children and being able to pass on what they know to those next generations and really blessing them. Um, and uh, and we just talked as well about um, a couple of things showing that, you know, the evidence leads us to um, to show that, we have higher academics, better school enjoyment, re- reduced behavioural problems by spending that extra learning time with our kids. We talked about how many hours. Do you remember how many hours there were, Mike? Oh, thousands. Uh, thousands. Hang on. Oh, how good my, is my memory? Uh, was it four to five thousand? No. I'm nowhere near it, am I? Have <laughs> I gone too far? It's a bit too far. It was around 1,500 to 1,800 hours per year that we have an opportunity to be involved in our child's learning. So excluding right. time at school and sleep and things like that, they were all taken out. And then the three ways that we can just use our everyday situations by being conscious and present with our kids, and they were the three M's. Do you remember the three oh, M's? Oh, now you got me. Um, not sure. You're going to have to help me. All right, me. all right. So we had move. Oh, yes, that's While we're right. on the move, so while move. we're in the car, yes. while we're on the, going for a walk, yes. while we're on the bus, using those learning opportunities uh-huh. to help the kids. While we're having meals. That's right. So like breakfast, lunch and dinners, snack time. Conversations. And the moments and creating moments. And we had someone call up and talk about um, moments and making them. We talked about the spreadsheet moments. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now I remember. There's the intentional moments. Uh, I don't think anyone sold on your spreadsheet option, but I'm going to talk a bit more about that later on. Um, And so the three things today I want to talk about are the three things that you need to get the best learning out of your kids in these situations. Ooh, okay. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll get to tackle those three. We're unpacking uh, about using everyday experiences to teach our kids. And we're going to look at three things today, Natalie. Mm-hmm. And did, they, did you say they all start with the letter R? Okay. All right. So we cut the three That was a bit weird, wasn't it? That was, that was. Okay, back to the topic. The three things that we need. So I, I put these as three things that we need because mm-hmm. it does come back to brain function. 
I love connecting to, well, you know, our brains and our bodies are connected and they all are functioning as one. And so if we are to have something happen in one area, then the other needs to be. So I think one of the big things I've learned from parents is that we don't necessarily understand that our bodies work as a whole. And if we've got a challenge in one area of our life, it can easily impact another area. So um, this is where I'm, my first R is relationships. With parents. With our parents. And child. Yes, yes. Okay. So, and the reason I'm talking about relationships is because, did you know that positive moods and positive emotions lead to an improved working memory? Now, we talked about working memory last year. So, if mm-hmm. anyone wants to have a look mm, online, sure. they can have a look a bit more about working memory. But working memory is something that we actually need for learning. Okay. It's a central component. So, then if we have our improved working memory it then improves our learning. So when you say relationship with your child, I mean, mm. most people listening would be thinking, well, that's that's fairly, that's a given, right? That's, mm. that's an obvious one, but yep. maybe it's not as... Yeah, so when we're talking about relationships, I'm talking about a positive, um, happy, open, conscious parenting relationship where kids can feel... They can come to you no matter what. Okay. They're feeling safe no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are foundations to a child's life, their development and their learning. Um, and having that good, solid relationship will then release those positive, happy emotions in children. Okay. So there are obviously mm. lots of different types of relationships that we can have with our kids. Um, but research is now showing us that that close connection relationship with kids allows the kids to feel um, connected to the family. They feel um, they've got increased confidence, increased level of resilience. Um, and, you know, having that research to back this up now is just amazing just to be able to show that, you know, the way that we were made is to be in relationship of and course, to yeah. have that with a child, just as such a special relationship that we can have. And having a think about the kind of relationship we have, is it just we are the parent up here and this is my child? Or mm. is it that we are at a level where we can sit down and talk about everything? Is it a level where your child feels they can come to you no matter what? For example, I tried to have a little bit of a sleep in this morning. So every fortnight on the Friday morning, I like uh-huh. to have a little bit of a sleep in. And um, and I had all three of my children, of course, come in. And, you know, deep down inside, I'm going, oh, let's have a bit of a rest. But, but, I say to myself, it's okay. Come in. Come yeah. snuggle. Come snuggle, you know. And, and so as hard as it is. All three. All three. At different times, at okay. different times. Yeah. So you have a bit of a snooze and the next one comes in, the uh-huh. snooze, the next one comes in. Um, but, you know, I have to fight that sometimes, but I know deep down that's what they want. They need the acceptance. They need the love. And there's no point me, yeah. you know, going the other way and then all of a sudden they're feeling mm. rejected. But that's, so a, that's a sacrifice, right? It's, it's a sacrifice, but it's a short-term thing, right? I mean, I can yeah. see, obviously, you know, I'm at the other end, really. Your kids are grown up now, but totally. just that it short quick. period of time and seeing how much it does connect with their future learning as well. Yeah, you know, a, yeah. it's just that everything yeah. is just so connected. and um, Because you, you're kind of potentially going to miss those moments, right? Yes. If, if, you, if, you, if you ignored that, kids, I want to have my sleep in, yeah. you know, you need yeah. to leave the room. Yeah. Um, 
it's a rejection thing too. And look, there's yeah. going to be lots of different parents who do, who who decide on things differently, you know, different boundaries and things like that. And that that's a totally personal thing. But I think when it's coming down to kids feeling accepted and mm. feeling loved and when they want to play it's time to drop things and play and when it's time to you know these times are not always going to be there yeah, that's right you it know goes and quick. we need to embrace those moments we do um and you know i've got another example actually i was we were at um, a camping trip in dwelling up last year do you want to just hold that thought yes camping trip camping trip all right because if i wasn't paying attention we could just keep talking <laughs> <laughs> And I just realised we do need to play a song. Oh, okay. But we'll 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 come back and we'll We'll talk uh, about. I'm curious to know about your (laughs) camping trip. The three R's we've covered relationship. You're about to share a story on Mm. uh, your little camping trip. Yes. Is this camping as intent camping or we are we uh, luxurious camping? (laughs) Well, uh, some of us some of us were in caravans and some of us are in tents. (laughs) Okay. I must admit, Mike, since I've had kids, yeah. Any little noise at night wakes me up. Okay. So tent, I, I just can't. I, I did used to go in the tents and I used to love it as a kid. Yeah. But now I just can't sleep. No, I... I, I can't sleep anymore. I, I don't camp, no. So, but our caravan I can I can do. Yeah. And I love, I love being mm. outdoors. I'm a really okay. outdoorsy, like okay. I love, you know, getting messy with the kids and stuff. So I love nice. doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm, fires, campfires, that's my thing. That's, that sounds good. Yeah. You love sitting around the fire. Oh, yeah, 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 toasting marshmallows, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so let's talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so dwelling up, mm-hmm. camping trip. Okay, yeah. so we went to Lane Pool for a swim. Okay. And we were with some friends. And uh, Lane Pool's a beautiful, beautiful place um, in the forest then in dwelling up. I haven't been there, but it sounds great. It is amazing. Okay. You go swimming there and you can have canoes and all sorts oh, of nice. things. It's, it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with the mum about whether or not we're going to go in the water with the kids. And she says to me, no, no, my kids want me to go in and that's daddy's thing. Um, but my daughter really wants me to go in and she says, oh, I just don't want to, I don't want to. And I said to her, did your mum ever go in the water when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. She says, no. Okay. And I said, how did that make you feel as a child? Did you want your mum to go in? And now you're getting quite. You're getting and quite. And she said deep. yes. She said yes. I did want my mum to go in the water. Right. And guess what she did? Mm, she went in. She went in. But yep. the thing was, she ended up having so much fun, and she was creating memories and learning experiences for her kids. Now, oh. I also learned something about that conversation as well, because my kids will also attest to you, attest to you that my I'm terrible with, with cold water. Right. Okay. So if a pool's cold, I'm not in there. <laughs> it has to be warm. But then I got to the point where I started to realise Daddy was having all the fun in the pool with the kids and I was the one missing out on that fun. And so now I've vowed to be in the pool more. Doesn't matter what the temperature so is. So I'm having learning experiences with my own kids and temperature or no temperature, I'm doing my very best to get in there because these experiences are only short term. The relationship with them is so important. Mm. Their happiness is more important than me deciding not to go into that water. So it's mm. evaluating and having a look at ourselves and, and you know, what what impact is that decision making you know, on on my situation and the situation, the bonding with the kids and creating those memories. Um, And I think until we get to that point where we start thinking about that, you know, we can get in that continuous habit um, and just continue with the way life was or the way that our parents were with us as well. And we have to be really conscious about that. Um, 
And a great example, and I, I talked to you about, about this before, is about the cartoon Bluey. Oh, yeah. So some yeah. parents would have be familiar if they've got younger kids. Yeah, yeah. But there's one episode where the parents are doing housework and, of course, they're not happy about it. No one's happy about doing <laughs> housework. And they watch the kids and as they're packing away, they're having fun packing away and they end up asking their kids to teach them these funny walks and end up having a play session together with the kids. And as adults, you know, I was reflecting on this thinking, you know, we can really struggle to find our inner child, to find our inner fun, to find our inner silliness but, you know, if we get away from that and we let our guards down, we play with our kids and stop being afraid, we can have so many amazing learning experiences with our kids and build that relationship. I love that. You just summed that up so well. It gets back to fear. Yep. Really, when you think about what you've just said. Trying to be the adult. You don't yep. need to be the adult. And we're so focused on, on us. Actually, you know what? Well, what we look like. Kids don't care. Don't worry about it. No. They, they don't. They don't. What was the reaction? Was the reaction when you went into the, just sharing that story about getting into the, the cold, a cold water, cold pool, mm. was the reaction from the kids, like, did that oh, just, was that God. immediate? Like, all of they a sudden. They were all over me. Mum's in the pool. Yes. They were all over me. Because <laughs> usually they're all over yeah. daddy. But then that was it. They just wanted to be all around me because it's something so special that I don't usually get in the pool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, that's made me realise, oh, my gosh, I don't want my kids growing up thinking yep. mum never went in the pool. Did they jump off your shoulders or not? Not my shoulders. <laughs> I can't do the shoulder thing, Mike. <laughs> daddy can do that one. <laughs> we'll take a break. We're up to number two. Natalie, what's the next mm. one? The next... So we've done relationships. Mm-hmm. The next R is repetition, repetition, repetition. Oh, yes. We've all heard this. Doing something is just doing it over and over, over and, and over, over and over again. again. Yes. We've all heard that practice makes perfect. Do we mm-hmm. know how much practice makes perfect? How much a repetition of something do we actually need in order to learn it? So as always, Mike, I have some data. Oh, good. You've got I some facts? Research. Okay. But before I get to that... Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what automatic means. So when I'm talking about repeating something so it becomes automatic, there's actually a terminology called automaticity that we need for um, our brains to be able to not have to pay attention to something and for us to be able to conscious, unconsciously do that. Um, and it means then we don't need to think about it. We just do it. We just do it. Okay. Like you just moved your hand as a gesture. Okay. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened. It's automatic. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> um, driving a car, um, oh, typing, yeah. um, you know, reading a book. You don't actually have to start decoding anymore reading. Um, you might just naturally be writing stories mm-hmm. or writing something. So if you have a think about, we're talking about how much repetition do we need for something to become automatic how many times? Mm. How many hours? Um, Let's talk about hours. So you, so they, the research measures it in hours. The not, research measures it's in hours, not okay. the number of times. Um, yeah. And this could cover a whole range of things, right? Yes. So it includes everything. Oh, how many hours? I, I'll take a guess. I'd say maybe about 50. Mm. 50 hours? Mm. 50 hours is a lot. Am I warm or cold? Not too bad. Not okay. Too bad. Well, actually, text. Bef- don't tell us the answer. All right, if all you right. think you might know, text in zero four two nine ninety eight five ninety eight five. We want to know how many hours. If you can guess the hours, and if you if you're within the ballpark, yeah, with the I've, closest number. Yeah. Then. Look, I've got some movie tickets to give away, so text and be part of it. If you can guess how many, so how many hours they are saying you need to spend repeating something. Yes. Before so, it comes automatic, you don't need to think about it. Now, I've just guessed 50 hours, but mm-hmm. I'm not that far away. Yeah, you could 
be okay. Okay. Be okay. Yep. Interesting. Not too far away. I wonder how they measure that. A bit that of research. Be... Lots okay. of research. Yeah. So I've got a reference here for everyone if they need it. Um, but yeah, this is true automaticity though. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's the connection then between when you're talking about this second R and and with our learning with our kids? Yeah, so, so when we are teaching our kids something yeah. or spending time with them and learning, we need to make sure that we are repeating this particular thing. Not so just a one-off. No, not I, just a one-off. I told you last week. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't, didn't you, you remember? do it last week, that's right. Yeah, so this is more, I suppose, going back to those intentional learning experiences um, and how many hours of practice that um, our kids would need if we're going to be more intentional with with teaching them something and not expecting Mm. them that, you know, actually, I did teach you that last week or we've already covered that, you know, like for something to really be ingrained, like our times tables. Yeah, of course. You know, how, how many hours of practice do we need for something like that to become automatic? Interesting. Well, we'll take a break. Mm. We'll come back and chat some more. We asked about the hours. Uh, May Lee from Swan of You is guessing 60 or 70 hours. Mm, are we getting good? Are we, She's be, getting close. Good, getting good guess. Close. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Ash says uh, 10,000. Oh, Ten, Hang on. 10,000 hours would be myth. Yeah. Uh, with, I, with my kids, it's Groundhog Day, <laughs> but still work in progress. <laughs> That? Yes, that's an interesting one. <laughs> I've seen that as a myth as well, yeah. Way, way too many, right? It's a bit too much, I think. But, you know, you'd be pretty good at it. <laughs> now, we've got it. Thank you, Liz, uh, has sent a message in. Uh, does this repetition relate to the morning routine of them getting ready for school? My five-year-old gets so distracted yeah. and feel like we're in a constant battle of trying to get him to get dressed breakfast, pack the bag, etc. We were praying in the car this morning and I was asking him about it and he told me he just gets distracted. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that thinking about was the uh, about routine? Uh, so a couple of things. So just in regards mm. to that one, first of all, we need to remember that um, at the attention side of our brains, um, particularly when we're, we're really young, is very underdeveloped. Okay, Okay. so our prefrontal cortex doesn't actually fully develop until we're about 25. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the attention side of things. So young kids, their attention span, I like to use it as like, you know, if you're sitting down with a child, then the age, you know, five is approximately maximum five minutes. Okay. Unless they're watching TV and all that kind of thing. But usually, you know, that's going to be a max time. So you kind of need to change activity pretty quick. Um, so we need to be careful as well about that kind of expectations of their brain. Their brain is totally different to our brain. They don't have an, an adult brain. Mm, That's course. the first thing we need to be aware of. But there are things that we can put in place to help support that, and they are the routines, but having mm. it very, very clear and structured. So things like there's some amazing checklists where you might even just put three things or maximum five. Yeah. And uh, the child can, I like the one where they hang it around their neck so they don't lose it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you have like Is a, it like a great big like lanyard? A, like a big lanyard, an A4 laminated lanyard. Oh, brilliant. And they can then, they've got their own little clipboard or their own little, you know, whiteboard marker. And once yeah. they've done it, they tick it off. And then they look at the next one. It might be a little picture or, or it being written, depending if it's five. You know, you might want to do a picture and then they can tick it off. The next thing, they tick it off. And having that incentive and even like a little reward maybe afterwards. Once you've done three things, you can come and do this or tell mummy once you've done step number one, step number two, or, you know, just giving them a little bit of a 
really explicit guidance because mm. um, it can be the morning routine can be quite frustrating. I know um, yeah. I've got three trying to get out the door um, most mornings. So, you know, it, just having that structure. And in regards to hundreds of – oh, do we want – we were telling people the hours? Yes, yeah, okay, go okay, on. Okay, yep. okay. So, what is it? So, um, it's hundreds of hundreds hours. now some people might require less some people actually require more okay for something to become automatic it's hundreds of hours of practice mm. for something so if we're thinking about a routine then yes that would come under something to become automatic right so we can't expect after a week for us to automatically know how to do that the best way to do something like that is to break it down into smaller chunks okay so you might kind of go we're going to do these two things to focus on or just these three three mm. things in a sequence and keep the sequence going. If you mess up the sequence and move the sequence around like they do their teeth then and then they do their shoes then and then they'd get their bag but then you change it the next day. Oh, that throws it all it out. It throws the routine. There's no sequence gotcha. to it, yeah, right? Okay. So if you follow yeah. it very clearly and very explicitly so they know this one comes next, mm. that one comes next and chunking it into kind of two things then maybe three and then once they've got those down packed and mm. you know they can do them, mm -hmm. Positive reinforcement, lots of encouragement. You can add one more on, you know, so mm, just okay. gradually moving it forward mm. to, but yeah. So that comes into the third R, which is routines. Routine. So that was perfect. Mm, so we've got relationship, you, repetition and routines. Natalie, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and just quickly wrap things up. I was just imagining, I wouldn't mind getting one of those A4 laminated <laughs> things around my neck. and Ticking it off. How, how would that go around the office, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yep, done that. Or I could even use it at home. Yep, lawns mowed. <laughs> so lose it, isn't it? <laughs> weeds pulled, tick. And then I could show my wife and go, look, how good am I? I'll give you a sticker too, Mark. <laughs> sticker. <laughs> I'm onto it. Natalie Nichols has been with me uh, learning about the three R's. Yes. Repetitious relationship. Not not in the same order. No, no. I should have got them in the right order. You you just spoke about routine, that. routine, Mike. Relationships, repetitious and routine. Pretty important. Relationships, repetition mm, and routine. Mm. That's right. And if we can remember those three things, being those, you know, having that happy, confident relationship with our kids, making sure they're feeling safe with us and, and secure and come to us whenever, you know, repeating things. So not expecting that they should have already known how to do something because we already told them once. Mm. Um, but knowing that, you know, their brains are still developing. Our brains are growing all the time. And um, knowing that we need hundreds of hours of practice for things. So things like, you know, even things like times tables and books of the Bible and knowing your date of birth, address, emergency contact numbers, mm. they do require hundreds of hours of practice for something yeah. to become automatic. And those routines and, and putting them into routine because otherwise life takes us along like a river and time can just flit away. But if we have routines set, um, it really does help with that learning. And I think that was a great example of the... Um, lady they called up yes, earlier. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That just saying that, you know, that can, how we can really put that routine in place for our kids in the morning. Um, and I tell you what, it creates less stress getting out the door mm. when your kids know what they're doing from here to here to here and being able to get themselves out within a certain time as well. Adding a time frame onto that I th is really good too. I've got some great tips for that kind of morning routine if anyone wants at some point. Okay. We don't have enough time today, but, you know, if anyone wants to talk a bit more about that, you know, okay. involving music as cues and things like oh, that. Oh, um, can we talk about that? We can talk about that another time. Yeah, wouldn't that would be really interesting yeah, actually. Just so, make so that's a bit more fun. Specifically talking about the morning routine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, look yes, forward to that. yes. 
I've tried yep. to incorporate some of my learning expertise with my own family and make it a bit more fun. So. Very good. Yep. Natalie, we are out of time. We could keep talking, but really appreciate you coming in today and I hope you get a sleep in maybe tomorrow. <laughs> every fortnight Friday. Or, or every fortnight. <laughs> Give us an update next fortnight. Get on you, Natalie. <laughs> Thanks so much. My guest in the studio this morning has been Natalie Nichols. You are on 98.5. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.